Let's go, girls. Come on. Well, so nice to meet you. That was so nice of Sam to introduce us. I know, definitely. It's uh, Sam's awesome. I was on his podcast, I think it was almost a year ago, actually. And oh, yeah, wow. he was, and he actually came through the office too, like a few weeks ago. So it was cool to see him and, and hang out with him for a little bit. So. Oh, cool. So did you guys meet through his podcast or how'd you guys meet? Yeah, you know, I'd never, well, I think I'd met him at a few trade shows. Um, and then Jess Byers, one of my good friends, was on his podcast and she actually recommended me to him. So I think. That's kind of how it got lined up, but, oh, and I went on a hunt with Jess, so we kind of wanted to talk about that and stuff, so there was a lot to talk about, but. Oh, cool. But yeah. I actually, I listened to, I was doing some digging today, preparing for today. Oh, very cool. <laughs> but I listened to an episode, or a podcast you did, I don't know how long ago it was, um, with your friend when you went to Australia, in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Was um, that with, um, oh, um, on. I think it was. It's so gosh. bad. I can't remember the name. Make it happen outdoors or yes, something. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they were awesome guys. I want to dive into that because just the story of like how you guys connected and didn't really know yeah. each other is so cool. Oh, yeah. How um, hunting brought us together and we're still friends yeah. actually. So we talk all the time. That's really sweet. But yeah. we can just dive right into this. Okay. Um, now, if anyone, I mean, I've been following you for quite a bit. So it's a little like starstruck I guess <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> so nice so much fun that we can finally connect um yeah on it if you can just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are if they don't follow you um and just a little bit about who you are and where you're from yeah well I'm from Oregon Ashland Oregon actually it's kind of a small little hippie town in <laughs> Oregon it's right on the border of California in Oregon, um, grew up there, never hunted before. Uh, my mom was definitely, you know, kind of a hippie and we ate meat, you know, but it was never like that connection that I have now as a hunter. Sure. Um, and I was introduced to hunting about eight years ago uh, through a spouse and, you know, I was vegan before I'd met him. What? <laughs> yeah, I was vegan and um, you know, I tried it. I tried to just dabble in it. Honestly, I did it for about three months, like religiously stuck with it. And yeah. I, I feel like that's a pretty long time. Honestly, it was, uh, it was I couldn't <laughs> yeah, it was, it was tough for sure. Um, I was just kind of, you know, one of those like ignorant people, honestly, like if, if I hadn't stepped into the hunting space, I would probably be one of the antis commenting, you know, not knowing anything about it, not under, understanding it. Like, um, like I do now, but um, just thinking about that, because cause I felt like maybe like back then I would have been that way when I was uh, vegan, but sure. um, but really I did it more so because um, I was doing some papers and research on factory farming, and that's kind of where I left a sour taste in my mouth, really. So um, I tried being vegan for a little bit, and it just wasn't for me, honestly, my body type, and um, probably like you know, I don't know, they have all these different kinds of like, I don't know, I think that there are some people that could do well on a vegan diet, maybe sure. it has to do with their um, lineal heritage and stuff like that. But for me, like I come from hunter gatherers, you know, we eat meat and um, vegetables and stuff like that. So I feel like that has something to do with it. So yeah. for me, I just was like, I need to start eating meat again. So I did. And then I met um, my ex who got me into hunting. And um, I loved it. I, I just was like, you just have this freezer full of all of this meat that you 
know where it came from. You're the one who harvested it. And I was like, maybe I'll try it. Maybe let's <laughs> see if I can do it. And so, yeah, the first animal I shot was a black-tailed deer with a rifle. And I was hooked after that. It's crazy to think. Like, I never thought that I could shoot an animal, you know? That was that was the test. I'm like, okay, yeah, if I can do so this. Crazy. Yeah, so, so after that, I just, yeah, I hit the ground running with it, really, and tried to just do it as much as I could because it was just something that I just fell into and just loved. So, um, yeah, I did elk that year. I didn't get one my first year, you but right then, yeah, yeah, I got right into it. I didn't get one the first year, but then the next years after that, I think I've gotten five or so now. So, and if that's my favorite elk, I, if I could hunt one thing forever, it'd be elk, but yeah, oh, I hunt, shot a bear and, too. oh my gosh, it's just, it's cool. They're, they're like, I don't know if they're my like unicorn, I guess, because it's just <laughs> so fun be, hearing them and getting in close to them and just like being able to hear a bull bugling in a valley. It just radiates the, you know, the sound and it just like goes through you. Like it's crazy. It gives you goosebumps. So, so yeah, for me, I, it's, that's why I love it. It's because, you know, the experiences that I have had with wildlife and too than just being able to eat it and bring it home and feed my family and feed my friends and you know cook for people it's just it's really rewarding yeah so. absolutely now I think that's the goal so, yeah. too it's like everyone wants to be able well at least for those who hunt and understand it they want to be able to exactly where their meat's coming from and I think that is yeah. so cool it's just like yeah the ultimate goal a hundred percent going back a little bit when you went on that first hunt like after deciding vegan do they call it veganism is that a thing <laughs> i don't know being i a vegan? just being a vegan yeah or um, veganism who knows <laughs> after you kind of were like that's not for me what was yeah that? was there like an emotional roller coaster there like taking down your first animal because i feel like if you're fully invested for three months like that's a big deal you know i don't really recall there being that like much of it because for me it was like well the reason that I had chosen to do that is because the meat that I ha could get was at the grocery store. Like it right. wasn't really like, you know, I get it. If, if an animal's treated, like I would do organic meat, you know, yeah. but being in college as a nursing student, like I didn't have money to spend on organic meat. And so right. it was more just like taking the stance of animal abuse within like the factory farms. And of course, like ignorant me, like back then, you know, it was really like the research I had done was super one-sided. It was like, well, these huge factory farms are doing all this stuff to animals yeah, that they're horrible that everywhere. Every, yeah, everything, which it's yeah. not, it's 100% not. I mean, they, one story can just like, you know, blow, blow things out of proportion that aren't correct. I mean, that happens frequently sure. and it still is happening today, but there's also farms that you can go to that, you know, really care for their animals and they live better than the, their, the humans do, you oh, know? God. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, they feed them great and, um, you know, they're not abused and stuff like that. So, so really like looking back, it was more taking the stance of like, I don't want to eat factory farmed meat. Like that was kind of why I decided to do it. And so looking at it from the perspective of like, well, if I'm going to eat meat again, then I have to be able to do this. Like I need to make sure I can, but I feel like I should be responsible for that life rather oh, than nice. making someone else do it for me and just like be ignorant to really where that came from and 
you know, that it was a, a killed animal. You know what I mean? So yeah, I guess for me, it was, it wasn't as confronting. And of course it was a roller coaster, you know, it's like, I, it's like, oh my gosh, I just killed something. Right. But the fulfillment that you get from it at, you know, afterwards of like dragging it down, you skin it out, you, you know, you take the meat and you d- take it off the bone. You're just learning about all the muscle groups and seeing all the connective tissue. And it's kind of morbid, like it sounds kind of gross, but obviously yeah, I was a nursing student. So it was kind of cool. I was all like in it, yeah. taking, yeah, like this is cool. Like being able to see what the inside of the heart looks like, like the card I tend die, like all of this, all of the things that go into it. And then also, you know, like learning how to do it. It's just a, it's a cool process. And for me, I, I just didn't look at it like that. I looked at it more as like, I'm learning a really valuable, um, you know, tool that I could use to like sustain myself forever, you a know? Way of so life. yeah, a way of life for sure. Now, is that something that your ex had taught you? Did you guys really go into it where you were really packing out your own meat or is that something you learned? Yes. After? No, 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 no. That was a part of it. It's like him and his family. Cause it was only him and his brothers that were hunters and you know, I'm still so close with them. They're great. And there, it was like, if you want to be doing this, you're going to be one of the guys and you're going to pack as much weight as we do. You're going to learn how to do it yourself. You're going to learn how to call, like, because it's a team thing. It's not like, you know, you have to be able to help, help out and contribute. And, you know, in the end, I think I I was the one cooking and cleaning and and packing and (laughs) doing a lot more than you thought. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah, I put on myself, but you know, it's like it's, it's really fun. And, and two, it's just like, you know, camaraderie type of thing. Like definitely I'm not a guy. And there were times where I'd be emotional about things differently. Like, no, I don't want to shoot that spike. It's young and blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, whatever, it's me, shoot it. And I'm like, listen, you guys have to be respectful <laughs> of how I feel about things. Right. Because everyone's going to have their own way. away, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have shot that thing, dang it. Like, <laughs> oh, it, it is. It's, and, and that's what I tell people too. And especially guys, it's like, you know, you have to understand, like, you, you should want your partner or, your, or somebody to like develop their own way of doing it right. and, you know, feed into that. Don't it's my way or the highway. It's like, everyone has a different way of doing things and, you know, everyone's going to have different morals or ethics or, you know, what they feel is right. And you just have to let them do that. Cause otherwise it, they're not going to want to do it with you. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but they were all very great about it. Yeah. They were like, Oh, you're right. Like it, you just do what you want to do. And I mean, we didn't hunt together a lot of times, honestly, we would split up and, you know, all try and kind of just do our own thing. So that is so yeah. cool. Yeah, so it was going fun. going off on your own when you, although you're out in the woods together, but you're doing your own thing. Yeah. Was it intimidating not to kind of have someone over your shoulder being like, okay, now this is what you need to do, but how did you prepare for that? I think for me, like, cause I'm just kind of strong headed and, and two, I think I just don't like people telling me what to do. You know what I mean? I feel like we all kind of have that. And, and some people need that. Like I do. And, and I will admit sometimes I need that. Sometimes I, you know, if, if there's something gets too crazy or there's, like sometimes it does help to have someone to remind me to freaking draw my bow back. You know what I mean? Right. Like I know that naturally, like I will do that myself, but, um, but you know, like, or to stop the animal or something like that. Sometimes if you're just not thinking and you're alone, but still that's how you learn. So for sure. making mistakes is the Trial best way error. to learn. Exactly. But for me, like it wasn't, I think it was more freeing. Cause it's like, and it, it's, 
also like I didn't need anyone there to help me you know like I I appreciate it and I love hunting with people don't get me wrong I love you know going with my girlfriends and having good time and shooting stuff together like the camaraderie of it is amazing but there's also something about you know being on your own and shooting an animal by yourself like you know it's it's just you know that it's it's just different. It's a different way, which I like both. So yeah, I've shot an elk on my own alone. And I mean that it's, it's fun because you can, and like, you're like, Oh my gosh, I just did that. I snuck into this bull all by myself so shot it at 20 yards, like cool, super cool. But then it's like, I turn around and I'm like, I want to high five someone. And yeah. I want to be like, Oh my gosh, did you just see what happened? Yeah. Where did I hit it? Cause I have no idea. And it's just like, it's so exciting and you have no one to celebrate with. And right. so it's just a different way of doing it. And I mean, honestly, I love both, but I would like to shoot an oak and, you know, pack it out myself, <laughs> but, um, but maybe someday. <laughs> it's so true. It's like when you're hunting, I've only ever hunted and I'm just getting into it really. So the whole reason for this podcast is I've turned to women like you and I'm, I found myself like following a lot more women just naturally on Instagram and mm-hmm. social media. I'm like, maybe cause I just would rather learn from them. I don't have sisters and my mom's not really into it, but my dad is a big hunter and he'll tell me his way. And that's kind of how he thinks it should be. Mm-hmm. There's not much room for interpretation, Yep. <laughs> but it, I was just like, you know what, why not have conversations with these ladies and get to know how they're doing it. And every conversation is different, whether they, however they started getting into it or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But you can learn something from anyone, you know, even from the guys that are very like, you know, hap- mistakes happen to them or something yeah. that they do or, or good things that they do. Like it's, it's, it's cool. And too, if I, I feel the same with women, like being able to learn from women is, is probably like my preferred method, honestly, because right. like you were saying, you know, women explain things differently than men do. It's like how to hang a tree stand. Well, you go take, take the stand, put it in the tree. You got to wrap the thing around and climb up. It. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't work for me. Like I need details. Like, yeah. Like, okay, this is what happened. This is what you do. Like come out and show me, you know? Yeah. So it's just like different. Why. Like, why is it that way? Yes, I am too. And that's so funny because it's like, yeah, you can't just be like, this is how you do it. And this is why, or this is, this is how you do it. And it's just cause that's how you do it. I'm like, right. Well, why is my arrow hitting high? Why is my right. arrow hitting low? Or why is it hitting to the left? You know, like figuring it out for yourself, the mechanics of how things work, you know, I think for sure like that totally makes sense and guys they just know how it works or they you know they figure it out by trial and error (laughs) (laughs) who knows they don't share the secrets sometimes exactly exactly (laughs) their minds put things together differently than ours do absolutely now speaking of like teaching people how to how how to put a tree stand up or shooting or Mm -hmm. why your air is going left right upside down whatever it might be yeah you have a, a seen some of your posts that you teach at a ladies hunting camp oh yeah something you've started or is that something you're like a guest no instructor? yeah a guest instructor so candy and randy Yao, they're such awesome individuals they do a lot within the industry they actually have their own show called extreme desire and um they i mean they are just killers like they just i mean not in a bad sense but you know they literally fill their tags 
almost all their tags every year. Like they just have the areas that they go figured out and they go state to state, you know, they shoot elk and they shoot deer and, wow. and gosh, bless them. They're like just such great people and they just want to give back. And so, um, Candy started the great, uh, the ladies hunting camp. It was six, seven years ago, maybe. And so, um, I wasn't there the first year, but then the following, um, four or five years I was, um, I went to the, all the camps. Um, now she has one in Utah and I went to the Utah camps this year and taught. Oh, so they travel? But, yeah, like so, cool. yeah, they just do Utah and Oregon. So they just have okay. camps in both places. Um, but, um, you know, they would love to expand it. And, and they really do have the demand for it. It's just the logistics of things. Like they both have sure. full-time jobs, you know, and so that makes it hard. Um, I don't even know how they do it with the, the jobs that they have. Oh, God, so, I couldn't imagine. Oh, they're just busy. And then they hunt year round too. So it's like, add that on top. Um, their employer who gives them that time off. <laughs> I know. I think, well, Candy does real estate. So she really kind of does her own thing, honestly, which is helps, but but yeah, so they um, started the camp and, oh man, it's awesome. If, if anyone wants to learn how to hunt, it, even, you know, since you said you're kind of new to it, like that is 100% one of the best things that you can do. Sounds you can invest amazing. in. Yeah. They teach orienteering. They teach archery. They teach um, pistol, uh, shotgun, rifle, safety, you know, um, how to climb a tree stand is one of the classes, how to put in for tags, what to put in your pack. I mean, they have amazing classes with amazing teachers that you know really are um mostly women uh brandy does teach a few of the classes there are some guys that teach but they're very sensitive you know and very like good at teaching women they that's what they do so that's so really yeah cool. yeah if there's that's anyone awesome. that wants to do it i would say ladies hunting camp and it's i think it's just ladies hunt ladies hunting camp.com honestly is the website so now is that something you do you do so you said you do it sporadically or do you do it every summer or every year so I did it every year um, when I was kind of, well, now I have a full-time job working for Mountain Up. So um, this year it was a little bit harder for me. I wasn't able to make the Oregon classes. I was able to help at Utah. So um, that was good, but they have tons of people that are wanting to help with it. So, cool. um, so yeah, there were, I mean, they asked me every year, Hey, are you sure you want to teach archery? We've got like four other people that want to teach it. I'm like, yeah, no, I love it. Like, it's so fun to do. Um, for me, I just had a trip during that time um, that they had scheduled the classes, so I wasn't able to do Oregon, but, but yeah, I mean, I love to do it, and anytime, even if I can go and show support, like, it's, it's really cool just to hear the ladies' stories at the camp, what brought them there, you know, there was a gal there that was from New Jersey this year who just oh, cool. saw, it, she actually saw it on my page, and she was like, I want to go to that, so she just bought tickets and came out all by herself. That so that's what I saw. I saw it on your page, and that's mm -hmm. that's funny. That's similar to, I saw it on someone else's page, a fly fishing trip, and I went out by myself, and then I just met a ton of women, and I'm like, yeah, that's how you do it. You just have to go for it if you're interested. Exactly. Like, don't get, don't be scared, because too once you get there, like being around the women, it's so chill. Like everyone's so cool, and like it is kind of intimidating, you know, being around women is intimidating, or or oh, not yeah. not not being around all women, but. I think too, because we're all, and... yeah, we're all coming from different like areas. And, and when you don't know the hunting industry and you don't know how it really is, like we're all super great people. I've met some of my best friends through hunting because they are hunters, you know, they have so good awesome. morals and values and ethics. And so it's really just like the super cool industry to be in and, and really cool people to be around because you're very like-minded and 
they're all just super chill from what I've seen. I mean, I'm sure that you always get your bad apples, but right. I mean, people are always willing to help and, you know, want to, want to promote others and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's all about, you know, passing it on and, and teaching other people because our sport wouldn't be around if it weren't for, um, you know, the future or, or you know, the past, uh, right. Teaching the hunting heritage, you know, so yeah, we all learn somehow. <laughs> and working with mountain ops, I mean, you are like fully immersed in the hunting industry, like working with yeah. them and then like doing it on your own too. How did that kind of come out? Did you find them because of hunting or how did that? Yes, it all was, it was all intertwined. I mean, I actually was with mountain ops since they started the company as an ambassador. So oh, cool. um, being, yeah, being with Under Armour and um, they, you know, were friends with some of the people at Under Armour and got the list of under armors athletes and reached out to us so I started working with mountain ops from the ground up really and was an ambassador for them for about four four years and you know you just go to the trade shows hang out with the people and um and then you know they offered me a position and or asked me kind of what I wanted to do because obviously I was a nurse and I had just was going through um a divorce and um, they were just kind of like, you know, what are you going to do with your life, Re? And I'm like, because all I was doing <laughs> was question. hunting, you know? They're like, I, all I was doing was hunting. I'm like, well, I got to get a job now, like a real right. job. <laughs> and um, so I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to nursing. I'm just not sure yet. And so Jordan was like, well, like, would you want to come and work in Utah with us? And I was like, I love you guys. Are you kidding? So so cool. Yeah, then they told me what the job entailed, and it was just perfect because I had, you know, already worked in the industry a little bit and um, known it, knew a ton of people, and so um, being able to come in and my job is basically kind of like networking and um, managing our ambassadors, which I know most of them, anyways. So, so yeah, it's it was a perfect fit, and Utah's great. Love it here. It's absolutely beautiful. You and you moved out there since then. Yeah, so December of last year. Yeah, I wow. moved made the move from Oregon and I've never lived outside of Oregon. So it was a big move, but, um, it's so beautiful here. It, it reminds me of Oregon. It's a lot different, but it's got great hunting and great people. So it's been fun. That is awesome. Now, speaking of camaraderie that we talked about in like mountain yeah. and all that you just, and we were talking about the time zone changes and we were trying to figure out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I, I, I was dying laughing Hawaii. at myself. Oh yeah. I was <laughs> yeah. Like, I think just because of talking with Sam, because he's out, I think, on your time zone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and I are chatting because he's helping me put a website together and really kind of build my brand and my podcast. I would love to just do grow this a lot more. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I know the time zone's a little bit different, but I wasn't sure. Obviously, <laughs> you live out there, so you must know best. <laughs> that was so funny. I know. I'm like, it's going to be 9 o'clock when you're wanting to talk. Yeah. Like, that's a little late. Like, I mean, I'm down, but really... <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was like, I just got back from Hawaii. Okay. So it was two hours ahead where I just was, but I'm in the real world now, Rihanna. So (laughs) how was that? I mean, like that is vacation land, but you were out there with, it seems like a big group of women in a gorgeous place hunting. It was, it was a dream trip. It was surreal. I mean, I just feel super blessed and lucky that I was even able to go on something like that, let alone go with three other women, you know, four actually. So we actually hired a camera um, gal who was a woman too. We were looking for a woman specifically so and cool. luckily like her dates work. So 
so yeah, it was just five of us gals and, and Tess, the gal we hired, she's actually um, a big hunter herself. So she knows the drill and she takes incredible photos. Um, and then Sierra Lang Bells, who I also met through um, hunting and actually Jessica Byers, a good friend of mine who's, I, I hunted New Zealand and Australia with last year. Um, and then Erin um, Braun. So she does my same kind of job um, PR for for Danner and lacrosse, oh, Danner cool. boots and lacrosse, yeah. like waders and stuff, which they're doing some more like outdoor boots too for lacrosse. So we went for lacrosse and, and they have a new boot coming out. So that's really kind of what the trip was surrounding. So, so yeah, that we all awesome. went and it was so freaking fun. It's just like Hawaii has tons of animals, like goats, their goat population is insane. Like that were brought over in like the 1800s King for King Kamehameha from the Spanish ruler brought them over as a gift. And since then, wow. they've just gone insane. And it was the same as um, the access deer. So they were also brought as a gift for food. And, and their populations are crazy, uh, aren't they? It's so insane. There's no natural predators. Or actually, there's no predators on Hawaii. So, wow. um, so they just populate and they breed uh, year round. So it's they're not um, like an elk where they just go into estrus once a year. They right. can do it year round. So... That's why there's so many of them, and, and same with the goats. So, gosh, they're all over. And so we, um, yeah, we all shot a goat. We all shot um, access. And then they have to cull 600 does and spikes a year on the specific property that we were on. And so 600? he was like, yeah, yeah, 600, because wow. there's that many. I, I saw probably like 1,000 in one morning. That there were so insane. Many. Now it makes it harder too because there's so many eyeballs, you know. Right. Are they quick too? I feel like they're. they're I've heard they're fast. They're, they're so fast. Oh I don't gosh. even know how I got it done with a bow because I, I was lucky, but because um, <laughs> I know a lot of people who've gone and have not had success because they're so hard. Um, oh. But but yeah, they're they're quick and they have really good eyesight, great noses. They're very like I think that they're natural predators for tigers. <laughs> So, Weird. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. They're they from India. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they got to be fast and and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're they're really switched on, and uh, there's a lot of them. And gosh, they blow at you. So, like deer will blow, but typically they're run away. You know, these things blow more than I've ever heard in my life. Like, <laughs> they they just like blow at you and blow at you. So then the whole valley knows that there's a you know hunter around because that's the only people that, you know, it's a, it's people that hunt is their only predator. So they know they, they've figured it out by now. So, and so yeah, they're allowed. Who, for those who are listening to the podcast that may not know what that is. So, cause I really want this to be super educational for anyone listening, but a blow is when they're, they see you and they're making Danger. everyone aware mm -hmm. yeah. or smell. They can smell you, see you, hear you. They just know something's not right. Um, so they'll typically just start blowing at you. Like it's, it's like a, a blow, like a, well, deer make it different, but it's like a, <laughs> with the chittle, it's more like a, yeah. And then like deer will literally, literally blow. It's like a, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> like actual it's hard to replicate. Sound. Yeah. Yeah. Actual blowing sound. Um, I've even heard a buck do it before, but, but mostly it's does. They're just alerting everyone else that there's, um, you know, something in the area, typically elk, they don't, I haven't, I haven't heard really elk do it. They'll do like a, um, like a, a call that's 
like an alert call more so like more of you know how a cow calls but um I've never heard them blow so so yeah it's just different all of them are different but um yeah that was the most annoying part it's like shut up <laughs> like, just stand still <laughs> yeah yeah don't tell everyone I'm here yeah right so what's so. that like to prepare for a new species or have you have you hunted axis deer are these goats before or what no you know I've never hunted axis I've hunted fallow and they're kind of similar I mean um and those are but, out in New Zealand, right? Is that what you did out in New Zealand? New Zealand? Yep. Um, I actually hunted them in Australia, but you can hunt them in New Zealand too. Oh, I, I did hunt them this past year in um, in New Zealand. But yeah, um, they're in Australia, New Zealand, gosh, Europe, um, and I don't even know where they originated from. I have a good no question. idea. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Axis are Nepal, so I think maybe Europe or Fowl. I don't know. Okay. Probably misspeaking. But, um, but yeah, so um, I think that they're kind of similar. They can have some spots on them, too. But, yeah, never hunted Axis. This is my first time. They also have Axis in Texas, which is crazy. And they're really? free-range Axis, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The problem with Texas is, like, 99% of it is private land, so it's hard right. to, like, you know, just go and hunt them. Um, but if you have access to some farms um, on public land, you can, or not public land, but free range, you can shoot access deer in Texas, which is pretty cool. Um, they actually sure. got relief from some of the, um, from some of the high fences in Texas and just like oh, wow. took over like in Texas because um, it's a really good environment for them. But also, you know, like I said, they can mate year round. So they right. just really blew up the population. So oh my gosh. So, That's yeah. crazy that they're out there. I didn't realize that. Yeah, my some of my coworkers went and hunted them in Texas this past year, which was fun for them. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So on top of preparing for like going after something totally new to you, what is the process of preparing for like an over? I guess overseas, but it's still the U.S. But it is overseas. But going yeah. somewhere totally new, like to know the terrain and to get an idea of where you're going for, because you can't go out and scout it really. Or do you do that? When no. You get there? Yeah, you can't. I mean, for me, it's just, you know, talking to who you know over there, talking to people who have hunted there. Um, my friends, uh, Sloan and Cole, were just in Hawaii the week before. So I talked to them a little bit about, you know, how how it was, what the train was like. Uh, Sierra hunted hunted there last year. So she's like, you know, it's there's a lot of lava rocks. So you wow. can have like a good sturdy boot. Perfect for lacrosse to go over there. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, it was perfect. It was great. It was great training for them. We really put them to the test because that rock, too, is so, um, like, rigid, and it's very, like, abrasive. And so, you know, being able to wear the boots and see how they held up, which they held up great, um, was a good test to them for sure. So, um, so yeah, I, I just try, typically try and do research and talk to people who have been to that area and just try and figure out, you know, what I'm getting myself into. Now, Hawaii, it's, you know, we're hunting not super high elevation, so you don't have to worry about any, like, elevation sickness or anything like right. that. Um, and it's just the heat you have to be aware of. So, like, I made sure that I brought a lot of our Mountain Ops Enduro because it really helps with hydration, and um, we had have electrolytes. So, I brought some electrolytes, like just making sure that you're staying healthy and um, not overexerting yourself in that heat because it is a lot of walking and stuff like that. So just keeping hydrated um, and knowing, 
the you know what elements you're going to be in so New Zealand's going to be way different than why New Zealand like right. it could be freezing cold one day could be warm the next uh it could be snowy could be rainy you know like you have to be prepared for anything really so even in Hawaii we brought our rain gear because it you get the tropical storm so sure. it did rain a few days um then always bring your rain gear um and then layering systems for me that's huge like even going to why I did bring like a bigger jacket just in case and I obviously I didn't use it but um but yeah I just always try and you know bring a warm undershirt a zip up and then like a big jacket to go over but too like when you're hiking so much like in New Zealand it's it's like you don't want to sweat too much because it's so cold but you're exerting right. yourself so much like so it's, it's really, you know, down over there, isn't it? Oh, yes. Like when you're going down, you put your jacket on when you're going up, you keep it off, no matter even how cold it is in the morning, you know, I'll start off. I know I'm just walking like, you know, 100 yards to the base of the mountain, and I'm still gonna put my big jacket on and right. take it off when I get there. So, now, so yeah, it's really just knowing that fitness is plays a huge role. And yeah. especially going on hunts like this is has that always been part of your life working out or is that something that has really um taken off when you work started working with mountain ops in the beginning you know I um I did track and field and cross country in high school super good at running I was really great at it and then I took a hiatus from it for a long time and um so I was always kind of athletic had an athletic build but then you know obviously let myself you know I didn't keep on with it um then my first elk hunt that I went on really told me how out of shape I was <laughs> running up those mountains after a oh, you God. know whole herd of elk I was dying I was like oh, I think I'm gonna die I think I'm gonna die in my heart like and so that first elk hunt I was like oh my gosh I need to get my butt in shape because I right. loved elk hunting I loved being out there I loved doing it but to not be able to keep up with them was or not you're never going to keep up with them let's be real but you can, you know, do things that are going to help, you know, help you get up to the top of that mountain faster. So um, for me, that's kind of more so what I made sure that I was doing is, yeah, is like perfect. good cardio. I've never tried to like, you know, of course you want to look good, but for me, it's more endurance. Like I want to be able to go long distances and hike 10 miles if I need to in a day and, and not, and not die. So <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I'm like, I have really let myself go since I think it started to get beginning of senior year of college, which was, I graduated last year. So it is really catching up to me. I'm like, I went for a run the other day. I'm like, this is not good. If I want to go hunting this fall and winter, I need to seriously kick it into gear. Yeah. And you but, know what? That is such a good motivator. Honestly, it's hunting. You have something to look forward to. Like, yeah, I definitely didn't start out that way. But over the past five years, I definitely have become a lot healthier, a lot better at endurance and, um, you know, being able to like, I wanted to make sure that when I'm out there with the guys, I can keep up with them, you know? So that yeah, was absolutely. kind of like a big, huge thing for me. But, but now sometimes I'm kind of like, come on, let's go. You guys are slow. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now it's, of yeah. course it's funny. And it's, especially with social media booming, and this is relating just to you working with mountain ops, but yeah, with social media booming, everyone's like, Oh, I want, I want this and that and all the brands everyone mm -hmm. always says they want to be sponsored but they don't really know what that means yeah um so I want to know like what really how did that really get started for you you said you worked with Under Armour and that's kind of how it kind of snowballed from there but where did that 
did you get approached or how did that really start? You know, that was kind of what it was more so. Like for me, I never really have asked anyone to sponsor me. Yeah. It's been more so like, you know, I want people to want to sponsor me. I right. want to do a good job. I want to be a good hunter. Like I feel like success in the field is a huge part of being a sponsored athlete. I mean, yeah, of course you're going to have a bad year, a bad season, or, um, you know, sometimes you're not going to fill every tag. And most of the time that's how it goes. Like I've never <laughs> filled every single tag, let's right. be real. But um, being able to, you know, invest your time in hunting. Like for me, when I look at um, sponsoring someone, it's like, okay, well, do they have a full-time job? And is this just a side gig? Because I don't want to be somebody's side gig. Like I want to be, I want, you know, I, if I'm, you know, paying them or giving them product, like they need to be, you know, out there doing it and showing it if it's, and it's too hard their lifestyle. Yeah. And it's truly their lifestyle with mountain ups. It's different. Cause even though you have a full-time job and you're working, you can still take supplements every single day. I do. I mean, yeah, heck, I, I don't know how I'd get to work. Yeah. 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 It's great stuff. Um, and ignite, like if I didn't have ignite every day, I would be lagging. And on days where I forget it, I'm like, something's not firing yeah. in my brain right <laughs> now. Right so away. yeah, I know right away. So yeah, so I would say people, like, do you get people just reaching out to you like that? Every, oh, multiple people every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I get it. And I think it's great. Like, yeah, you, I think, you know, it's, I want to be able to sponsor everyone. I want, you know, I think that living a healthy lifestyle is super important, but, um, especially you know, with that also, brand too, it's like, you yeah. want people, you want to put the product in their hands. So you want them to feel good. Yeah. You want to be healthy, but also at the same time coming from being an ambassador, I feel like I understand the game a little bit more. And I know like for me, I never asked for handouts. Sure. I wanted to prove myself to companies. I wanted to do a good job. I wanted to, um, you know, hunt my tail off. I wanted to, you know, promote them because I loved their brand. Like I was using Under Armour before they ever approached me because that's what I wanted to wear. Um, you well, you know, it's what my, you believed in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, you know, would I use supplements before I was ever approached by a supplement company, you know, like it's something that I integrate into my life on a daily basis. And two, and it's like, like the backpacks that I use or, or whatever it is, it's, it's like, I'm using that stuff because I believe in it. And if it's not good, I'm not going to do it. So too, like right. I'll get people who have asked for sponsorship from us and they've never even tried our product. I'm like, how so does crazy. that work? <laughs> you don't even like, know what you're asking for. I'm like, if you want to be sponsored by us and you've never tried our product, what if it, you know, makes you feel like, you know, you never know. It, it can make you feel like body. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I mean, there's some supplements out there that, you know, I've taken and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a heart attack. I feel like, yeah. you know, there's too much make jittery or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So, so that's pretty funny, but, but typically, um, yeah, we get, and yeah, I want to help people and I, I want, but also, you know, you have to prove that you're going to do it. I'm not just going to give you a product just because, oh, you know, sure. you have a huge following, but you know, if you really use it and love it, then it's so easy to talk about. So like, that's the kind of people we want and, or any brand, you know, you want any brand that has people, it's like, you want them to believe in the product. Yeah, the absolutely. Brand. And you don't want to put First. it in the hands who, of people who aren't going to talk well about yeah. it or the same messaging as you guys want to promote. And it's, and yeah. it's a sticky situation. Well, and paid to like a lot of people, they want money. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah we, we look at it. It's like, I want a 10 times return on my investment. So right. if you know, I'm going to pay you, then you need to bring in 10 times the amount that I pay you. And if you think that you can do that, then I think that that's great. But if you 
you know, if you're not like, I'm not just going to pay you to quit your job to go and hunt because you want, you know, like, right. I, let's be, I'll, yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, that would be nice to, to be able to quit my job and just get, and just hunt and get paid to hunt. But it's like, you know, it's the reality of it is, is you have to have like, like our Eva's, you know, she has a huge following. She's, oh gosh, she does yeah. a great job at promoting things. And so it makes sense for and stuff she's like so that. so authentic with it too. It just, it's not even that it's believable, but it's true. It's like, that's the stuff that she's yeah. using every day. Her lifestyle. She's, yeah, yeah exactly. I love Eva. She's a good, she's a good one. That one. She so. is a cool mom. <laughs> yeah, she is for sure. Very cool mom. Well, that's so cool what you do with Mountain Ops. I think that's yeah. really neat that you can kind of, you're just, it's networking. Yeah. You're just chatting with people. Networking yeah, and. Yep. That's the ultimate goal. I'm like, I just want to quit my podcast and travel and chat with you ladies. I'm like, it's so yeah. much, I'm sure it'd be so much easier to talk in person, not have these little glitches, <laughs> but one day. Sometimes it's nice to talk on the phone too. I tell oh, you, yeah. I'm like, Oh, you know, sometimes I just don't want to get out of my pajamas. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I have to, I still have to come to the <laughs> office every day, unfortunately. So <laughs> Oh yeah, there's some days that I work from home and I just roll out of bed. I'm like, this is nice. I could do this. Yeah, <laughs> no I'm doubt. Doing. I know I'm trying to talk them, let me into just work from home, but you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's see. good. I like coming here. It helps me get more done. So definitely, and I love like the human interaction too. Like being face to face, collaborate is key. It's huge. And to all the people that work here, are so great. Most of them are hunters, and you know they've all been with the company for a long time too, and so they're just like really they're they're good yep they're in it they're they get it they're super awesome young vivacious like you know definitely um goal goal oriented yeah that's awesome to work with people like that yeah now what is life outside for you switching gears for a little bit outside of hunting is there anything that you do or you are passionate about that you don't share on social eating see that I'm no <laughs> I mean fitness so like I yeah okay I I really do I try and go to the gym almost every day but I don't put that on social media I right. don't feel like I'm a certified you know fitness person so sure. you know I go to the gym probably every day and I don't post about it I don't put it on my story I'm not like putting selfies in the mirror I like to stay fit and I like to um you know be able to run like I go on runs a lot um, up Adams Canyon and that kind of stuff I don't post just because for me I'm like sometimes I will sometimes I won't it just depends but um, especially that's kind of my time to disconnect and Definitely. not be on my phone because literally that's part of my job is I'm on my phone all day long so oh, yeah. constantly trying <laughs> so, yeah. to connect with people and so it's good to just completely forget about it and you I mean you were doing it before you even got on social I'm sure doing track oh and yeah part of yeah for sure yeah, 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 yeah. And I used to post more workout stuff, but I'm just like, meh, whatever. <laughs> I don't need time. to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> this has been like the quickest 45 minutes I think of my life. <laughs> I love chatting with you. Yeah, um, no, I'm so glad that you reached out. I always love, you know, supporting other women that, um, you know, share the same passion and, and podcasts are always fun to do, so. Well, I need to come out to ladies hunting camp. So next time you yes. are instructing, I need to figure this out. For sure. Where Where do you live? So I am in New Hampshire. Oh, wow. North you East. are way over there. Yeah. <laughs> Tucked up in little New England. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It um, is. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys have like white tail. You guys have a lot of bears over there, don't you? We like do. Black Actually, bears? yeah. Black bears. Our neighbor spotted some um, 
black bears in his yard. They had one, well, actually just one. And then we've had a doe coming through our yard constantly. And we have a little family of turkeys that are resident turkeys in our yard. So, Do you guys have moose over there too? I think you guys do, huh? Yeah, northern New Hampshire. Yep, yep. I got pretty north. That's cool. That would be a cool one. That's like a dream, a dream hunt. I would love to do that. Moose are cool. I went on one last year and I didn't get one. I was real mad. Oh, wow. What was that? Uh, In Alaska. Oh, my gosh. It was cool. It was still super cool, but we didn't see any big bulls. Yeah. Um, but it also cut into my elk hunting season, yeah. so I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep chasing those. Like, I was just moose hunting thinking about elk hunting. Like, yeah. why am I not doing this right now? <laughs> so, Well, when you have that option and it's just pretty much in your backyard and you're out that way, it's like, how can you not yeah. think about hunting? But Nerd before off. I let you go, I want to know... Yeah. What would be like the biggest or your biggest word of advice for women getting into the outdoors? I would I say, <laughs> yeah, you know, just make sure that you love it. Like that right. you're not getting into it for anyone else but yourself. You're not trying to make your boyfriend happy. You're not trying to, you know, make your husband happy. You're doing it because you love it. Because um, if you don't, then it's not going to be the funnest thing. It is hard taking an animal's life. It is hard gutting it out. It is hard. Um, you know, getting bloody and if it's not something that you like or, or not necessarily like, cause I don't love it, but if it's something that you can't handle, then right. you know, don't, don't get into it. Like, you know, it's a, it's a hard, hard thing taking life and you should have reverence and respect for the animal. So, um, to not respect the whole process is, I feel like, you know, you shouldn't do it if you don't love it. So, cause it's not for everyone. It really is. Definitely. Um, but also too, like, immerse yourself in knowledge like try and learn as much as you can um because you know there's a lot to know it it can be dangerous I mean going out and hiking around like you need to be good at um navigation make sure you have all the gear you need maps um safety stuff like safety blankets um first aid kits um because you know it, it can be like there's some there's some hairy stories that I've heard make sure like I always carry a, a pistol. I always carry a oh, pistol really? with me. Yep, I'm always I'm always carrying, and it's not always just for animals because you never know like who you could run into, especially it. being a woman. But, um, but you know, like I, I always just am, would rather be prepared than unprepared. But, Absolutely. um, but too like cougars, there's bears certain places like um like grizzly bears. So you know that kind of stuff. Just be prepared and you know, make sure that you're not going to get lost and make sure you love it. So that's what I would say. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was super great talking with you and um, let me know when all this stuff is up and I'll share it on my pages. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah.